This is Saturday, April 30th. Teacher and writer Tony Campolo tells of a story from the Bowery Mission in New York City. Maybe you've heard of the Bowery Mission. They've been doing ministry in Manhattan to those in need for years, decades. Now, it seems that a man named Joe showed up at the mission whenever the doors were open. He was always drunk and always looking for food or anything else he could get that was free. No one ever expected this would change for him. He'd be a homeless wino all his life. But God had other plans for Joe. Before getting food, the men had to attend chapel where the gospel was shared each day. One day when Joe was sober enough to understand, the gospel about Jesus rang through as true. And Joe experienced the love of Christ. The transformation of this man after he came to faith in Jesus seemed almost unreal. But it was real enough. And it surprised everyone. As before, Joe always hung around the mission. But now he was no longer the hopeless drunk. Instead, he became the most caring person that anyone at the mission had ever encountered. He often could be found staying with men through nights of horror as they experienced addiction withdrawal. He came alongside men when they were homeless and hopeless. He assisted the staff and took on projects that frankly no one else wanted to do. No work was beneath him. He cleaned the bathrooms and wiped up filth if it needed to be done. He carried inebriated men to places where they could rest and be cared for. There was no one with such a gentle spirit and caring heart. Now it is said that one evening an evangelist was sharing his message before the men got their food, and he was appealing to them to receive Jesus. One struggling alcoholic prayed, God, make me like Joe, make me like Joe. And his prayer was overheard by the mission director, who asked the man, Don't you mean, make me like Jesus? And that man looked at the mission director and asked, Is he like Joe? Now today as we finish our first week on life in the city, we look at the issue of character. You see, we think the way God redeems cities is through programs, or even through churches. And yes, he works through these. But the character of his people living in the city creates a ripple that moves through relationships and businesses and organizations and ultimately entire cities. Here's our text for today. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 to 17. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now these are instructions the Apostle Paul gives to Christians living in the city of Colossae. How are they to live in this pagan city? They are to do everything, as he says, in the name of Jesus. But what does that mean in practical terms? How do we do something in the name of someone? Well, it means to live your life according to Jesus, in the way of Jesus. 
with the character of Christ. In leadership, it is said that character is the coin of the realm. I know we focus on personal power and the power of charisma, but people in their heart, they look for character. That's why I like Tony Campola's story of Joe. The man that responded to the evangelist didn't know Jesus, but he knew Joe. And this is the way it often will be for people in the city. They may never show up at church, but the character of those that follow Jesus speaks volumes to people about who Jesus actually is. You see, each of us is meant to live our lives in such a way that we come to reflect Jesus. This is what Jesus meant when he said his people are to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. Here's what Paul calls the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And he says, against such things there is no law. That's Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. You see, people may want to argue about what we believe. But how can you argue with love? How can you argue with kindness or gentleness? You can't. You see, this is how Christians changed the world in the beginning. They loved people like no one else. They made beautiful the grace of Jesus in their goodness. At a time when people are wondering about the future of our city, they see a faithful love that gives them hope. Now, this past week, I mentioned seeing the movie about Mr. Rogers. And after watching it, I wanted to take our church staff to the theater to see the story. Here was one man using the power of love to equip children to face uncertain times. He said his goal was to make goodness attractive again. He wanted people to believe in the power of love to shape our world. You see, Jesus lived this. And he's given us his mission in the city. And at this moment, we are finding people so hungry for hope. As the tide of violence in our city seem to be growing, what might happen if people of faith stepped up their efforts to show this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? This is the fruit of life that comes through the Spirit and is given to us by Jesus. Let's pray. God, our Father, sometimes the needs of the city seem overwhelming to us. The city seems immense and we feel small and insignificant. Teach us to trust in you and your ways. We wait on your Spirit to empower us and lead us here in the city. And we pray in your name. Amen.